Hi, everyone. Before we get started, we would like to ask a favor. Please leave a five-star review and a like on whatever platform you're using to listen to Planet Fear. It's a small thing that helps us so much. Also, don't forget to follow or subscribe because we release a new episode of Planet Fear every week. You can find Planet Fear podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you, and now on to the show. Death omens. Wiki tells us that an omen, also called a portent, is a phenomenon that is believed to foretell the future, often signifying the advent of change. It was commonly believed in ancient times, and still believed by some today, that omens bring divine messages from the gods. Omens can be good or bad, but for the most part, when one thinks of an omen, it's usually ominous. There are so many types of omens from all over the world. Death omens are present in so many different cultures, and whereas one thing can foretell death in one culture, it can mean something completely different in another culture. I was originally introduced to that concept through my Bigfoot research, as some Native American tribes believe that Bigfoot are friendly forced guardians, and for others, the topic is taboo and they won't even speak of it. The world is a fearful place. We are surrounded by people and things that would do us harm. Some walk among us every day, while others lurk in the shadows, a threat unknown. Join us as we discuss all of the things that frighten us most, from the paranormal and unknown, to the true and horrific crimes committed by our very own kind, with Matt Knapp and Lauren Smith on Planet Fear. When you think of a death omen, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Owls. So an animal, right? Yeah. So aside from animals and insects, there are death omens in the form of weather, crops and plants, astrology, tea leaves, bones, apparitions or spirits, mirrors, physical sensations such as shivers, someone walking over your grave, knocking and so on. The list is quite expansive. Yeah, pretty much uh, everything. Everything is yes. an omen of death. <laughs> yes, from my research, that's what I have found. You're not safe from You're not. anything. It's like you live on planet fear. Planet fear. <laughs> Owls was a common one that yeah. I found, though, um, specifically among uh, the Native Americans. Well, that's why that's the first one that pops in mind for me. Mm-hmm. Is being from Oklahoma, I've heard people freak out about owls a lot, mm-hmm. including one of my best friends. Not only does he freak out about owls, he freaks out about any raptor, even hawks, yes. like mm-hmm. hawks during the day. But owls during the day especially will freak him out. Mm-hmm. Birds. Yep. Owls are not the only flying harbingers of death. A bird flying into your home is supposedly a sign that there will be a death in the family. The sign is strengthened if said bird enters the bedroom of an ill person and lands on the bed or bedpost. I feel like if that happens, I, I've never had that happen for well, one. There's definitely some <laughs> cases where they specifically talk about owls on the bedpost. Yeah. If an owl makes it inside your house yes. and then lands on your bedpost, yeah, you probably are going to die. Like you're free. I would freak out a little bit. Birds freak um, me out anyway. We've talked about that. They freak you out, too. I don't like birds. So. If they're, a bird gets inside my house, they're drones sent by the government. I'm pretty sure it's an omen of my own death. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I freak out. I yes, 
but Native Americans, back to that, is they believe that the raven or crow specifically, um, they're seen as a trickster, kind of like the coyote. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. It's it, Yes, they don't, you know, birds, but that one specifically and owls. Yeah. Was interesting. Um, white birds, crows, and pigeons that fly into a window at night are said to foretell death in the house that they made the impact with. Um, similarly, an ordinary woodpecker that knocks upon the house is an omen of death. I've had that happen numerous times. Mm-hmm. Woodpeckers on the house, common thing. Oh, I don't. I've never had that. I'm so, sorry. <laughs> well, no, but I'm just saying it's it's not. weird to me because, okay, so you've never experienced it. I've experienced it at least a handful of times. It's just weird to me that the things that we're talking about. So we're starting with birds, but, you know, we'll go more in depth later on on other things. Mm-hmm. But animals are a huge thing. No, animals are like the majority of the death omens, I would yes. say. And it's like all animals. Right. So it just really <laughs> surprised me. People at one point in time just yeah. always thought they were going to die. Wait, well, I mean, at that point in time, they probably were. But did they just, I think they were just looking for a connection, you know, because death is something that's always freaked me out because it's the one thing where it's like, it's going to happen and we don't know when it's going to happen. Like it said, you know, they're seen as signs from the gods. Right. So having a heads up. Have you ever had one? Has there ever been a time in your life where something happened where you're like, oh my goodness, that means I'm going to die or something bad's going to happen? Yeah, for sure. I just, you know, the random stuff like you're thinking of your favorite song or something and then it comes on the radio and it's like, oh no, today's the day. Oh no. Oh no. Or just like you know, weird stuff. But yeah, I mean, since I have um, technically medically died and come back, yeah, I guess I, I'm just not worried about it. I'm a zombie, so it doesn't really matter. True story, by the way. What about the Mayan calendar thing? Did that one get you? Not really. That one got a lot of people. Y2K didn't get me either. So owls are known as the messengers of death. If an owl hoots as it's perched on your rooftop, it is believed that death will soon pay a visit to your home or to someone nearby. If an owl hoots while flying past a sick person, it signals that person will likely not recover from their illness. This superstition may date back to the Roman emperor Antonius as an owl was seen perched over his chamber door before he passed. As a Bigfoot researcher, I feel like I should have probably passed on to the next happy hunting ground a long time ago as many times as I've been hooted at. Thousands of times. Thousands while they fly past me and land in the tree above me. And my mother is a certified owl whisperer, certified by me, and <laughs> frequently has conversations with owls and they have flown past her while she's been sick. I, I mean... Has one ever flown into her house and landed on her bedpost? No, she doesn't have bedpost because that's... To keep the owls from landing on them. Yes. She outplayed the owls. What does it mean them. if an owl poops on you? <laughs> In all my research, I did not find the answer to your question. <laughs> now, in my defense, I did not actually research that question. If anybody knows the answer to that question, please leave it in the comments. Yeah, I would really like to know because... <laughs> An owl pooped on you. Yeah. Of that, course they did. That was one of the beginning <laughs> items that... Uh, struck me with fear from birds was a close encounter with an owl oh where it pooped on me i thought it was paint <laughs> i thought paint was dripping on me from underneath this cedar tree paint i was in a tree i was little i was a little kid i didn't know what it was 
Like, bird poop isn't big. This was a lot of poop. <laughs> Maybe you are marked as safe by them doing that. You're you're one of them, and you'll never die. Yeah. Well, because you were defecated on. All I know is, is that happened. <laughs> I looked up. Giant owl right there perched on a limb about two feet from my head. It flies off instantly. I scream, go running, and I was afraid of birds ever since. But not poop? No. So, other than birds, we have every other animal yeah (laughs) um i actually asked the question on our instagram before the show i asked you know when you think of death omen what is the first one that comes to mind what have you heard of the history behind it and somebody responded black butterflies really and i actually came across that one in my research i had never heard of that before as did i and it eventually led me to find out that Oh, just really any animal that's black is supposed to be an omen of death. Or white. Or white. Yeah. Or any color. That's a thing. A white, yeah, a white, uh, white steeds. Yeah. I would love to, let's just go ahead and talk about that because, you know, you have black cats, black dogs, black butterflies, all the the darker creatures. On the opposite scale, white Behold a pale horse. Yes. So while some think of unicorns and pegasus when they think about a white horse, most see a white horse as a sign of doom due to the four horsemen of the apocalypse. I have to say, if I was out in the middle of nowhere at night and I saw a white horse just walking around randomly, I'd probably get creeped out too. Really? I'd try to pet it. See, that's so weird. It's really not. I'm going to die petting something someday that I shouldn't touch. (laughs) (laughs) I already know this. A snake. (laughs) um, Actually, maybe. I mean... Don't pet a snake. Oh, I'm not going to pet it, but I mean like bull snakes, they're very cute. No, they're not. In certain parts of England, this is what I found interesting, their customs that go with it. If you come in contact with a white steed, you must turn and spit over your left shoulder. So if you're in England walking with somebody in certain parts of the country, don't stand on their left side. A little tip from Planet Fear to you. That'd be really hard to do. Spitting over your shoulder? I mean, you got to sling it. Furthermore, if you see a white dog... You stay silent until you see a white horse. (laughs) I have a white dog in my house. I would just have to be quiet all the time. Because when do I see a white horse? Like, don't talk until you see a white horse. Yes. While in other areas of England, a white animal can foretell death, even if you dream of a white animal. For horses, at least, the legend has it that white steeds deliver you to heaven, and that's why they are a death omen. Well, that's nice and comforting. What about black cats, though? I know. Black cats. Black cats, I thought, would be the most popular thing. And and it's really not. It's white horses and black butterflies. The reason I bring up black cats is because I learned something. The superstitions surrounding black cats has actually led to black cats being adopted less often than other cats. Yes. Isn't that crazy? Not only that. In modern times? Not only that. Animal shelters frequently just put black cats down anyway. They don't even try to adopt them out. Those are the kill animal shelters, not the no kills. But yeah, it is truly freaking awful. I do not understand that one. You know, don't walk under a ladder, throw salt over your left shoulder. Those superstitions, okay, those are pretty harmless. Okay, but... The poor baby. Cats steal baby's breath and tries to kill them. Yes, they do. See? See, there you go. Yeah, so if a black cat crosses in front of a funeral procession, someone in the family of the deceased will perish in the near future. A black cat on the bed of a sick person is supposedly an indicator that the person will soon pass. Black cats and owls. So you have a funeral procession (laughs) being pulled by a white horse. 
<laughs> that a black cat crosses in front of and then an owl lands on it everybody's going to die here's one that i didn't know about foxes 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 no yes foxes are not an omen of death foxes are a portent of doom or so it is believed by many it is said that if you see a fox someone you know will die so what does the fox say rest in peace It was worth it for the look on your face. I so there's foxes. I can die happily. There's now. <laughs> foxes and owls in my neighborhood that we see all the time. Yes, but an owl defecated on you, so therefore you're going to live forever. You're fine. You've been marked okay. as safe. Black dogs. Black dogs or grims. I thought that one would be like the very first thing and most frequent thing that popped up, but really? it wasn't. I had to search for that one. You have black dogs in trucker lore. Yes. Um, that yep, I yep. do eventually want to do a more in-depth show on if we can find some truckers to come on and talk about it. Yes. Uh, I actually didn't ever hear about it until a few years ago. I knew about black dogs mm-hmm. and devil dogs and hellhounds and all of that stuff, but I didn't know about the trucker lore. Yeah, the long-haul truckers, they see a black dog with red eyes. So seeing this black dog with red eyes in your peripheral vision is a sign of a fatal crash being imminent. And that you should pull off immediately. Um, some think the quote-unquote dog is just the eyes beginning to subconsciously close, causing a black spot in the corner of the eye. But how do you explain the red eyes? And it happens to be a dog. And I've seen like a conversation <laughs> on the internet uh, oh, with multiple truckers true. claiming to have seen it or know somebody who has. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say is like, okay, maybe someone saw one or it might be dots or whatever, but how do you explain this being a thing yeah. that they talk about and other people have seen it? Um, some black dogs are actually seen as guardians and will guide travelers at night to the right path or guard them from danger. I was terrified of the black dogs with the glowing red eyes whenever I was younger. Not that I was encountering them. I just think that hellhounds, devil dogs, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. are definitely a real thing and they terrify me even though i've never personally encountered one to follow up on that that's why people are specifically afraid of black dogs is because they're associated with the devil and they're thought to harvest your soul and take it to hell so if you see the apparition of a headless or spectral black dog it is a sign that you are so gonna perish so it is said in new england if you see a black dog once it shall bring you joy twice for sorrow and the third and a fourth, your slippers. So we also have insects besides the butterflies. Yeah, with well, insects. Death Watch Beetle. If you've seen Practical Magic, first of all, you're awesome. Second, they also talk about the Death Watch Beetle, which is how I knew about it. So hopefully you're not hard of hearing because oftentimes incessant tapping or ticking sounds are interpreted as a bad omen. Death Watch Beetles are known, well-known pests when it comes to wooden buildings or furniture. These beetles bore into the wood and bang their heads against it in order to attract mates. So they're just trying to get lucky, but you might die. But notice, spoiler alert, there's another death omen that involves knocking. But then you also have the woodpecker, and now you have this death watch beetle that makes a tapping Mm -hmm. sound. I think it's just because the tapping sounds... Especially back in the day, they may not know where it's coming from, and it just seems otherworldly. And so they, of course, associate with that. With yeah, death. they associate with like a spirit or something yeah. tapping on something. So death wraps, 
And not like Dr. Dre. Death raps. <laughs> but like actual knocking. Yes. In many countries, it's believed that if you hear three consecutive raps on the door, window, wall, etc., someone in the family will die soon or is already dead. So the idea is that death is asking for admission. Or another theory is that the evil spirit is mocking the Holy Trinity. Maybe both. I don't know. That's creepy. <laughs> not creepy. That that last one creeped me out. I'm not going to lie. But that one, the, the death raps, is a very popular one. That one is in all cultures all over the place. Yeah. And so why is it? Death's not like have asking ever, for admission. I don't have know. you ever heard death raps? Have you ever heard knocking <laughs> at night that you can't explain? No. Hmm. There's lots of explanations for knocking at I, night. I always blame it on the hot water heater. Yeah. Uh, floors popping and stuff as they house settling refrigerator yeah. doing that thing it does where it scares the crap out of you and it's like boom, boom. we used to have a floor furnace oh that would scare the yeah. crap out <laughs> yes. of me as a kid <laughs> yes that thing always sounds like a monster yeah. <laughs> under the floor but it, i mean once again middle of the night i hear somebody knocking at the door i probably am going to think i'm about to die uh, so uh, you know astrology is is one you know they say the signs and the stars solar mm -hmm. eclipses are a big one or just eclipses in general comets those are supposed to be messages from the gods that their wrath will soon end us all pretty much anything that people couldn't explain and then somebody died later they were like yep that was a death omen erupting volcanoes <laughs> tornadoes natural disasters yeah there were a lot of those Floods. so there's a lot of other different ones that go throughout culture which we can talk about but the most interesting one to me that i just it freaks me out because i have had this happen doppelgangers you had a doppelganger happen not in in person. Well, but. I was going to say because that would debunk the entire thing. Because <laughs> I'm still alive. Um, no, but I have found a person online who looks, I mean, just like me. There can I, only be one Lauren Smith, but she resembles me quite a bit. Enough that I sent the picture to my husband and he's like, when were you on that swing set? And I said, that is not me. When were you on Tinder? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> no, I found somebody online that looked like me one time and it freaked me out. And I like sent it to my wife. Yes. Like for real. Yeah. I was like, who does this look like to you? Yeah. That is weird. In this other town, I had some relatives and I had several people while I was visiting that town tell me there's a guy that lives here that looks just like you. Mm -hmm. And every time I see him, I think you're in town visiting. I've gotten that a lot over the years. God, I know this girl. She looks just like you. I swear I thought she was you. You know, I get that a lot. But having someone send you a screenshot of yourself that is not yourself. Yeah. It's terrifying. So do you think that maybe that's where doppelgangers came from? People just being freaked out and not realizing that it happens. Naturally. Naturally. My family, we're from Germany and Ireland. And so... You know, the the McGrory clan especially, they, they're Irish Catholics. They, they were very busy little <laughs> people. And so there's a lot of McGrory's. And I'm sure that, you know, those genes that made me look the way I do, you know. Yeah. But it, it's just it's just weird. It's, it's so very with, freaky. And I am always offended when I see someone that looks like me. I'm not scared. I'm offended. I'm like, how dare you? That's my face. Because you think that, you know, we're all 
independently different yeah. from everybody else on the planet. Yes. We're all unique, but that's not but true. But we're not. I actually have this theory that I had a twin and my mom gave the twin away at birth. I seriously, I used to beg her. I was like, mom, please just tell me if you gave away my twin. Mom, please. Because I always wished for a twin and I always felt like there was somebody out there that was my twin. I just I just felt this. This is a weird thing for me. And so I would beg her, mama, please just tell me I won't be mad. Mom, tell me. Um, and then I found my birth certificate. She gave me my birth certificate and on it it said... Um, or I think it was it wasn't the birth certificate it was the other the doctor's notes and it said fetal second fetal heartbeat heard during the preliminary and How I was weird. Like, and I was like mom was that my twin and she's like no she's like they put that on there but there was no other baby and I'm like mom I had a <laughs> twin didn't I and like it was a thing and I tried to get her so maybe the girl I saw online actually is my twin maybe twins run in families genetically and I yes. have twins in my family mm-hmm. and I have to say there's something to that whole twin psychic bond. Oh, there is. Thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I have always been obsessed with twins. I wanted twins so bad. I wanted to have twins until I had my first child. And then I realized, <laughs> no, hell no, not just no, hell no. But doppelganger is where evil twins comes from. Yeah. The, the term the evil twins. Ghostly duplicate. And I had always heard the term doppelganger and knew what it was and everything. But I always thought it was like more of like folklore, like just mm-hmm. a duplicate copy that's evil. You know, I didn't realize that it was actually a thing and like a death omen. Fun fact. It is said that Abraham Lincoln told his wife that as soon as he was elected president, he saw two of his own faces in the mirror His wife then accurately predicted that the apparition meant that Lincoln would be elected to second term but would not survive it. Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth. Was rumored to have seen her doppelganger reclining in her bed looking pale and lifeless a few days before her own passing. That would be freaky. AF. Yeah. To see your own spirit. To see yourself dying. Yeah. Uh, No, thank you. That's always a question that is asked. That if you could know when and how you die, would you want to know? I don't know. I've thought about that question. I I don't. But if you did, think of all the freedom you would have. I'm an anxious person. I know. I know. I mean, I know so like know. our days would be spent just counting them off, like hiding, like yeah. how can we stop this from happening? <laughs> Living in a bunker somewhere. Yeah. like You're not going to take me. But that's how I would do it, basically, is like finding a way to stop it. One that I wanted to pull out was Will of the Wisps. So if you've seen mysterious lights following you around, death may be coming for you. Will of the Wisps, also known as corpse candles, are ominous, mysterious orbs or flames of light that can present themselves in blue, yellow, or white colors. Science has explained this phenomenon as glowing balls of marsh gas, But there are also superstitions that the lights come from spirits. My question is, is it always, they said mysterious orbs. They're saying plural, but what Mm -hmm. if it's just one? Because I've seen that. Right. Um, And I'm not okay with that. Whenever I ran across the corpse candle stuff, it was always mixed in with the phantom funerals and things like that. And was always presented as more of like a group and not just like an individual light. That's good to know. Like a funeral procession where people were carrying like candles, for instance, Mm -hmm. and you're just seeing the light of the candles because they're all phantoms. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And if 
the lights came towards you, it was your death, or if they went towards somebody else, it was their death. Yeah. But um, the will of the wisp, I mean, that's definitely not a thing that's like multiple lights all the time. We discussed orbs quite a bit because <laughs> it's in everything. Yeah. You know, paranormal, Bigfoot. It's, yeah. it's all over the place. People see them. I just talked to a girl this past week who uh, has seen them recently mm-hmm. and is going to try to get them on video because it's so active where she lives right now mm-hmm. and that they don't have any explanation for it. Yep. You know, and uh, uh, swamp gas, bald lightning, things like that mm-hmm. have been used as explanations. But a lot of these things are seen in areas where that's just not the case. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. Yeah. You can't have marsh gas without a marsh and bald lightning doesn't show up in the same spot over and over again. So will-o'-the-wisps are known as death omens and they supposedly float over the home of the person who is going to perish or fly partway between a sick person's home and the ultimate grave site. Will-o'-the-wisps are even known to float over fishing boats, indicating they will soon sink. Speaking of boats and sailors and omens of death, I found this one list (laughs) that was just like short explanations and just, you know, Mm -hmm. gave like a list. And whenever it came to animals, <laughs> it pretty much named every animal. Mm-hmm. But one that stood out to me was, it is uh, seen as an omen of death or impending doom if you're a sailor or a fisherman or whatever, and a shark is following your boat. Yeah. Really? You don't say. A shark yeah. as an omen of death. That, that uh, one well, you know. did not surprise me. Something else I'm also ridiculously terrified of, <laughs> live in a landlocked state. <laughs> You know, I am too. Well, yeah, no, I am. I, I, I am. Like even in swimming pools when I was little, I'd be terrified yes. of a shark. The end is going to open up and the yes. shark is going to come swimming into the pool because the mad doctor like did that. So this one was interesting. Fire. <laughs> yeah. Fire. Okay. If you're surrounded by fire, it's meant to. No, 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 no. Listen, this one scares me because I'm a camper. Okay, you know how like when you're sitting around a fire and the smoke follows you, um, people are always like, oh, the smoke follows beauty or whatever. One time I was sitting, I had just met this Native American man. He's a very nice man. Just met him. He's also kind of a a joker. Mm -hmm. And the smoke kept following me. And I said, oh, haha, smoke follows beauty. And he looked directly at me and said, my grandma always says that smoke, when smoke follows you, it's telling on you. And I'm just looking at him, and I'm like, dude, I just met you, and you're just calling me out like that. <laughs> Telling on me for what? Nothing. <clears throat> anyway. What so, are you supposed to say? Bunny rabbits or something? <sighs> something about rabbits? I hate white rabbits. So if smoke's following you at the campfire, you're supposed to say, I hate white rabbits to get it to stop. White rabbits are another omen of death. Portent of doom. Are you counteracting one omen of death with another? The omen that goes with fire, it's said that if you sit in front of a fire and it crackles and shoots a spark at you or a hot ember or whatever, you're done for. So you have to watch when it crackles and shoots a spark, who it goes towards, because that person's going to die. Okay, so this one I wanted to cover. Ladies in white. We covered these during our Phantom Hitchhiker show. However, this is a whole new level of creepy for these lovely ladies. To see a lady in white in some places signifies that death will come soon. Some of these tales are well known, such as siren tales. Um, For me specifically, that one hits home because the Lorelei 
Um, so where my family is from in Germany, we have uh, the Rhine River. And the Lorelei is a rock that overlooks this one part of the Rhine River. And it's just known for being rocky and jagged. You actually have to have a special license to navigate your boat through that area to this day because you have to know exactly the channel exactly. And so the people would wreck there even back in the day. And so they would blame it on a woman, of course. Um, and the Lorelei was this beautiful siren that sat atop the rock and she would sing and brush her golden hair and call the sailors and they would die on the jagged rocks because they weren't paying attention. But there are stories like that that are local to places far and wide. And it's a lovely woman in white on the rocks. So just like our Phantom Hitchhiker episodes, some of these ghostly females mean to harm you, and they are the death that comes to you. For some reason, those have always creeped me out. Those and banshees. Oh, banshees, yes. Uh, sirens don't freak me out, but banshees definitely do. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't like that. I mean, once again, nothing that I've ever experienced. <laughs> really? For once? <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, just uh, maybe it's how they're portrayed in media and movies and stuff. Probably. But they've just always kind of freaked me out. And it's also because the stories were so widespread and just so matter of factual. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of these death omens. You know, I know in my own research, we had talked about getting to the bottom, the root of where they came from and why they are what they are. That's impossible to do. They've yeah. existed forever. And multiplied all over. There yeah. are more types and and varieties of death omens than Bigfoot shirts in my closet. And I have quite a few. And and as people migrated and moved around and stuff, the omens moved with them and they changed and they got tweaked by different groups and everything. Mm-hmm. But then you have a handful out there that just seem to be identical and widespread all over the place and everybody believes them. And those are the ones that make me nervous. Yeah. So I had an epiphany while you were talking that you asked me earlier, there are so many death omens and why did, why were people so afraid back then? Um, I think it's interesting how they counteracted a lot of death omens, like, you know, by having superstitions to counteract them, you mm-hmm. know, put the salt over your shoulder, spit over your left shoulder, all of that. Because, especially back then, they had so little control over their fate, over their health. Not that we all have a lot of control, but especially back then, like having babies, you died. Mm -hmm. Uh, You cut your finger, it gets infected, you die. You drink water from this, you die. Back then, especially, you did not have a long life expectancy, and a lot more could kill you back then than can now because we have great medicine and technology and all of that. So superstitions were a great way to counteract all the omens, it seems like, and were invented just for them to have some sort of control over their own fate. Well, uh, building off of that, um, with the doppelganger thing, you had the changelings. Yes. uh, Where your baby would be switched Mm-hmm. with a, a duplicate and they would kidnap the other baby and take it off and raise it somewhere mm-hmm. and the duplicate that you thought was your baby would die mm-hmm. uh, within a short period of time and it they said that the thing about that was that way parents could think that their baby is actually healthy and happy living its life somewhere hmm. and didn't actually die well infant death was a big thing yeah you know it was hard to keep a baby alive mm-hmm. so a lot of these do seem to be based around just you know the psychology Mm -hmm. of like keeping it together 
yeah. you know, living your life knowing mm-hmm. that if anything goes wrong, we're probably going to die from it. <laughs> and there's nothing we can do about it. And like, I want to say that we've we've come a long way and everything, but honestly, no, no, weird stuff still happens. Bad things still happen. Well, I mean, look what we're going through right now. Yeah. With the pandemic. I mean, it's yeah. anybody can die from it. Some people, it doesn't even create symptoms. And there was a lot of death omens that were associated with the Black Death plague. Mm-hmm. You know, just trying to find explanations where there were none. Spanish flu as well. Yeah. A lot of superstitions that spawned from both of those. And nursery rhymes. Which get pretty morbid. Yeah, if you look at the original version of Ring Around the Rosy or any yeah. of those. So the death omens that I found the most interesting, though, you certainly have the widespread one with the animals and, you know, the doppelgangers. Those are creepy. The celestial events like the eclipses and the comets and everything, like, I, I understand those. But the ones that get me are the everyday objects. And this was one of the first ones we talked about, specific to Korea. Fans? Oh, yes, yes. Sleeping with a fan on. Yes. How on earth did that become an actual death omen? It's going to kill you. And so they actually came up with a countermeasure. And if you buy a fan in Korea, allegedly, they come with timers so that if you forget to turn it off, you won't die. Yeah. And like everybody's bought into this. Yeah. That's a thing. News media covers it. I mean, granted, since I was little, actually, I have worried about a fan falling off the ceiling and chopping my head off. Literally, since I was a young child, that has been a weird, irrational fear of mine. We can do a whole show over irrational fears and probably an entire show over my own irrational fears. I have weird ones. But (laughs) that and that's before I even knew about the Korea thing. I just learned about that. What? day before yesterday we were talking about that so it's just interesting to me that a whole entire culture shares my irrational fear which means i might die every night because i'm not turning my fan off so i sleep with a fan every night yeah same i just tempt fate this is just one where it's like in the grand scheme of things i mean fans are a fairly new thing you know they're not a new thing but being able to have one that you can like plug in and run at night while you're asleep that's a new thing in the grand scheme of things I just don't understand what happened to freak out people (laughs) so much that they're like, yep, can't trust those fans. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Because you would think that for a fan to truly be deadly, um, shop fans (laughs) that don't have a grate on the front, I've seen a lot of those in my day. I went to small schools. We were poor. That's what we had. How we didn't lose a child or two to that, I don't know. I think it was probably more or less people use fans when it's hot. Or so that. you had like a lot of disease being spread and they would just go to people's houses and find them dead with the fan on. I mean, look into the article again, but I'm pretty sure it was like, it's going to kill you. It's going to like decapitate you. Like the you. fan itself. <laughs> yeah. Like, you like, know. Brooms. Brooms? Brooms. Oh, like if a broom falls. Yeah. Yeah. I, you I weren't, seen uh, in medieval times, you weren't supposed to use a broom during the month of May. Really? Because it was inviting death into your home. And if it fell over on its own, that meant that death was announcing itself to your household. A broom. The umbrella thing. Don't open an umbrella inside. That's where it came from. It's an omen of death. That one, it really bugs me when people do that. I'm not extremely superstitious, but that one, for some reason, when somebody does that, it's like ingrained in me, I guess. I freak out. My kids do it all the time because they just love to open an umbrella. Who doesn't love to open an umbrella, especially when it has the automatic push button? Right. But when they do it inside, I freak out. Because of the superstition. 
I just freak out. I is this not like, because your little kid's about to break everything in the house because he's got an open umbrella. I'm used to that, but you know, bad luck. Also, when a broom falls, it could mean that company is coming. Have you ever heard of the death crown? Yes. That one freaked me out. That one freaked me out. And I feel like it's very, you have to be very thorough. <laughs> <laughs> you, have to, you have to really be worried about that. Appalachian. I have a book, a book on Appalachian magic. The Appalachian omens and uh, foretellings and like almanacs, all of that stuff. The Appalachians were a, a culture unto their own. The death crowns being a prime example of how Appalachians believed things. Feathers in a pillow stuck together. <laughs> Let's be clear <laughs> as to what a death crown is. Because so, you hear yeah. the term death crown. And you think, yeah, whoa, this is serious. Yeah, I need to know I about mean, that. It's just a bunch of feathers stuck together inside of a feathered pillow. In a certain shape. I mean, yeah... And they said that it could be from like a sick person like tossing their head and moving the feathers I mean, I around. would have to like bust open a pillow and literally find like a well-made woven crown of feathers to consider it like anything. But they have them in museums. They've saved death crowns and <laughs> have them on display. Like, this is a thing. This is a thing. I had never heard this one. Also known as an angel crown. See, we death crown or angel crown. Or angel crown. Either one. Here's death one crowns. that most parents already knew about children. Children are death omens. <laughs> uh, it was believed at one time <laughs> that children born with weird body proportions. Yes. Bad stuff. Yes. Um, if they have a cleft palate or some other long fingers again before modern medicine yeah uh some some people places uh groups of people mm -hmm. if a child was born and it wasn't perfectly normal they would kill it mm -hmm. right out the gate not even gonna yeah. chance it if anything went bad if disease did happen or the crops didn't take like they were supposed to or whatever some sort of natural disaster the uh person with the deformities or whatever was usually the first one blamed and sacrificed to appease the gods horrible horrible so coming off of the children thing uh and going into mirrors mirrors were actually like a heavy sign of doom or death or mm -hmm. whatever during a child's first year of life uh, they were not allowed to look in the mirror. It would steal their soul or something like that. And so people, they covered mirrors in a house for a kid's first year of life. Yeah, and they do that in some uh, funeral practices as well. Really? They'll go in and turn mirrors around or cover them up with blankets and towels and stuff. Hmm. Still to this day. Have you ever been freaked out by a mirror? <laughs> yes. Yeah. All the time. I know that they're such a simple thing, mm -hmm. but... Mirrors have been part of the paranormal and superstition forever. But whenever it comes to death omens, it's not just mirrors. It's pretty much anything glass, anything breakable. I found out that portraits of family members, it was once believed if somebody's picture fell off the wall, something bad was going to happen to them. Or if like the frame broke, they were going to die. Or yeah. like it even extended over into just like 
general glassware. Like if you're drinking wine and you go to cheers one another and your glass breaks, like, oh, oh death. Maybe that's why they started making uh, plastic wine glasses. I don't know. Mirrors to me, I think they're seen as like portals to another dimension or like. Mm-hmm. Well, they were used to communicate with the ghostly world at one time. I will say, because we are into true crime and such, regarding mirrors, real quick, and it could be an omen of death. For women especially, if you are in the bathroom and you're undressing, going to the bathroom, whatever, and you put your finger against the mirror, if there's no space between your finger and your reflection of your finger... If there's no space, leave this place. So if your finger is touching your other finger, it is a two-way mirror and you need to go. Hotels, bathrooms, if you're at somebody's house. Have you ever done the Bloody Mary thing? No. I tried. Um, I got to like two and I freaked out. <laughs> That's so funny. Exact same. No way. <laughs> yeah. You've been to my bathroom. It's the perfect bathroom for it. Oh it's bathroom. dark. It's got that old mirror right there above the sink. Mm-hmm. I got to two. That was it. I was like, you know what? I don't need to prove it to myself that it's not real. Uh, yeah. I said the same thing. I was like, this is I, stupid. I'm I'm out of here. I came out and my friends were waiting, and I was like, it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I ever went back to that girl's house after that because I was scared of going in the bathroom. I should have done it at somebody else's house. Duh. <sighs> I'm so stupid. But I have that mirror that goes down the full length of my mm-hmm. hallway. It, it's like a six by 12 mirror. It's crazy. Probably not quite that big, but it seems that big. Yeah. And that mirror. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's freaked me out my entire life. Oh, yeah. Mirrors, just mirrors are weird. We've just And I can't this. do anything about it. I Whenever we remodeled the house, I was like, you want to get rid of the mirror in the hallway? But then I started thinking, how do you get rid of a gigantic mirror like that? What do you do with it? You sell it. Somebody would buy that. How do you so get fast? it off the wall? I, I, I don't even, like, I'm, I'm afraid of the mirror. <laughs> in every, I don't want to look in the mirror. Yeah. I don't want to try to move it. The other day I was cleaning in my bathroom and I moved my tall mirror, you know, full size mirror. I mm-hmm. moved it and forgot that I moved it. And I walked in and I literally tried to like judo chop myself in the mirror like i thought i was being attacked it was great okay clocks clocks okay so whenever i was young we had this creepy clock oh my god in this house that hung on the wall there in the living room yeah and it chimed it did the whole old creepy chime thing it wasn't a grandfather clock it was just a clock that hung on the wall but it had like a long swinging pendulum if I was up late watching TV and it became midnight, I would listen intently because I know, I swear it, every now and then there was a 13th chime. Which, every according so to lore, often, I should have been dead. Is a portent of doom yeah. if, if it has a 13th chime. Yeah. And I swear it would happen sometimes, not often, or maybe I miscounted or something. Mm-hmm. But. It freaked me out as a kid. No, I could see that. Clocks, yeah. You can throw them on the pile of things that I shouldn't be freaked out about, but sometimes <laughs> I am. But with all of this, if you don't have any animals around and you don't live in a time where there's an eclipse or a comet, you never look to the heavens, you don't have mirrors in your house, no glassware, no family portraits hanging up, you're still not safe. You are not safe. 
Why? Baking. First, I thought you said bacon, and I was like, oh, hell, I'm out, dude. Bacon. I will happily eat bacon until <laughs> bread. I die. <laughs> bread is bacon. an omen okay. of death. Not bacon, to clear that up. Bacon <laughs> is fine. Baking. Baked goods. Baked goods. I just got a bread maker, which I have been using the hell out of. Well, according to lore, if a loaf of bread splits all the way across the top while baking, it symbolizes that death is nearby. Likewise, a loaf of bread that spills over the top of its pan while baking indicates that someone within the home will soon perish. If the clock struck 12 at noon when bread was being served at lunch, it means death is approaching. So if you're eating lunch and you happen to have bread? I mean, I'm not a bread fan. Oh, my God, you're not normal. <laughs> Just saying, I don't like it. Who doesn't like bread? I'm not afraid of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, small blessings. I'm just saying, basically, the point being, everything's a death omen. Everything. Here's one. Cedar trees. A cedar tree planted in your yard spells doom. Apparently, whoever plants the tree or transplants it there from another location will pass when the lower limbs... Grow as long as your coffin would be. <laughs> That's so oddly you, specific. Yeah. So like. if you have a cedar tree in your yard. Doom. And the bottom limbs grow whatever length it would take f to build a coffin. Doom. To hold your body. Doom. Then your days are over. So there's no end to the myriad of omens of death and misfortune that have cropped up over the centuries and all over the world. Some have ancient roots, while others are more recent, but they all share common themes that speak to our deepest fears. And just like luck, they can almost be a self-fulfilling prophecy. On our next episode, we take a look at one of the most famous serial killers ever. A killer so horrific and so brutal that some think he was driven by pure evil. And remember, the next time a cat crosses your path or an owl lands on your bedpost, it might be trying to tell you something. Because everything's a death omen when you're living on Planet Fear. Planet Fear.